This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Alright, here we go. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff. Joining me as usual are Scott and Alex. Say hello, guys. Hey. Hello. And we have a special guest today, Mike. Hi. Say hi, Mike. Hi. Mike says hi. <laughs> All right. Hey, well, cool uh, your jets, Mike. Hi. How are you? <laughs> All right. Today, we're going to be talking about Conan the Barbarian. But not really. I don't even know what the hell we're talking about. So, Alex, <laughs> take, it, take it away. So, I kind of set it up a little bit last week. But there's that awesome scene in Conan the Barbarian where he just got his freedom. But he still has, you know, the chains he's jangling in him. And uh, he's he's running in this field, and there's a couple boulders in here. It's kind of desert, plainish type of place, and he's being chased by wild dogs. And in the movie, he just gets to the rocks, like there's a pile of rocks or something, where he falls down, and he finds the crypt, and that's where he finds his like Atlantean sword. But if you go into the special features on that particular scene, he gets to the rock, but he stumbles right at the end. <laughs> And he completely, like, falls, and you can hear Arnold just go, God damn it. It is, and the, it is, it is gold. Yeah, they, they catch, because they actually catch up to him. Yeah, the they start, they start tearing at his, like, uh, wolf pelt, whatever he has. <laughs> He's wearing for clothes, and then, then he falls. And then the trainer's got to go over there. And also, by the way, they were in the in the commentary they were talking about those dogs were real wild dogs. But the trainer had, I guess, limited control over these wild animals, so they often, very often, just attacked the trainer. <laughs> so it was it was you know very um, iffy working with these animals. I, I feel like too much is done these days to protect the actors, huh? <laughs> That is true. Oh, man. I mean, there, there's a lot of, of gold that doesn't make its way into the theatrical or director's cut of that movie. Uh, the, the commentary, if, if anybody's n- ever never listened to the commentary oh for Conan the Barbarian, it is pure gold. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger and the director, John Milius. And, yeah, from beginning to end. From beginning to end, the very first lines out of the movie or the commentary are genius. <laughs> yeah. So they are. so John Milius pipes in, "Hello, this is Arnold Schwarzenegger." To which Arnold Schwarzenegger responds, "Hello, this is director John Milius." <laughs> and if you believe that one, you believe Richardson Jr. is running around. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and that's yeah. not even and that's not even the craziest thing that he says during the commentary. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so yeah, everybody do yourselves a favor, get a hold of that. Listen in. So my buddy and I, Adam, did a drinking game. Every time Arnold says exactly in the commentary you take a drink. <laughs> oh man. We didn't get thirty minutes into the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I bet. So, so kids at home, try that. <laughs> yeah. You don't need your parents' permission. Screw them. Yes. Just as long as you're doing it at home. That's right. Don't drive yes. anywhere. No. <laughs> um. All right. Thanks, everybody. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, but uh, ever, ever, seen a, ever since, I guess, Scott showed me that scene. I did. <laughs> ever since I saw it. Bullshit. I can't, <laughs> I can't watch Conan the Barbarian and not go into the special features just to watch that scene. It's yeah. impossible. I have to watch it. I'm calling Scott out on this. Scott, you had a pager until 2006. There's no way you had a DVD had, player in no, 2001. No, no, no. You, I was like the second person to get a DVD player. I have to uh, back him up on that. Scott uh-huh. had a DVD player in 1997. And That's he showed, specific. He, he, it was like five inches thick. and It, it was a Betamax machine, basically. But <laughs> it top-loaded the DVDs? Yes. And he showed me the goddammit scene in our senior year when we were in drama together. There you go. I still call bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, okay, you may have 
watched it, Scott, but I know it was over at Alex's at my house with the rest of the guys when we were watching it. It's possible. Uh, yeah. yeah. I do remember showing the place that we used to work at. It continues. Yeah, sorry. Bleep that out. Yeah, get rid of that. <laughs> <laughs> An old job. A little piece of trivia, Alex. You mentioned the Atlantean sword. That's right. That sword actually makes an appearance, to bring this around to Arnie, in The Last Stand. Oh, it does? Yeah. yeah. Oh, awesome. Um, what's uh, Knoxville grabs it when, they're, when they had the big montage of them arming up. So is that the actual one? Because I remember that scene, but I didn't know I think if it, it actually was. is. I think that's the actual sword. Yeah, because cool. Arnold, or, yeah. Maybe he, Luis he took home. Grabs, I forget, but one of, one of the two, one of them grabs it, and Arnold makes a joke about how like they're not going to go fight an arena or something like that. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. yeah, Arnold took like a lot of props home from that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He also picks up like the minigun in that movie too, and it looked like the same one from Terminator or T two. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't cool. know if it was the same one. Zero point zero casualties. Yes. <laughs> so let's just talk about Conan since this topic was dumb. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorites. Hyperviolent uh, for the time that it came out. Yeah, it was rated. I want to say X or double X when it came out in theaters in the seventies. They they removed like a couple scenes and then it was rated R. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Looking back on it, that's not that bad, is it? By today's standards, no. No, not at all. I mean, if you put it against like RoboCop from nineteen eighty seven, <laughs> it is rated G. <laughs> no, but but as a kid, that was pretty much the most violent thing that I. That I saw, mm-hmm. and actually, we should have listed that in our in our, in our Valentine's Day episode because he was getting he... laid a lot in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was. Some more sample commentary there uh, from, from Arnie. <laughs> yeah, it, it's classic, uh, kind of high fantasy almost. Where yeah, he just sets off from from the little kid just pushing that wheel, and then he becomes Arnie. And yeah, the, the cool uh, montage where he's in the gladiator pit, and then he's off. We missed that for the montage. No one mentioned that during the montage episode either. That would have been oh, a good yeah, all those, all those fights. Man, fools get wrecked in that arena. It's got some Sven Olthorsen in it. That giant-ass hammer. So badass. It's got him punching a horse or a camel. Forgot which foot it was. <laughs> it was a camel. <laughs> and he's walking in the city, and he's high on the Stygian Lotus. Yes. Stygian, the best. The best. <laughs> They're all sluts. <laughs> then he punches the camel. And then he punches the camel. <laughs> and then it's got the best line. Who wants to say it? Crush your enemies. See them driven before you. And to hear the lamentation of the women. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Fast, fast horse. The wind in your hair. A falcon at your breast. Wrong! <laughs> Man, that guy must have felt like a dick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm wrong. But I like all those things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then there's Subatai. Thief and Archer. Yeah, that, that what are you doing a, here? Dina uh, Wolf. <laughs> that movie was a very effective use of, of Arnie. Very similar to like Terminator 2 where he doesn't say a whole lot. He's kind of this big physical presence. And he's still, you know, he's always had the, the screen charisma. But, you know, he barely has anything to say. Which makes that, that awesome speech he has at the end all that much more effective. Because he barely says anything before that for the entire movie. Oh, is that when he uh, prays to prays kind of? Yeah, he, pra- he prays to Krom. Right. Similar to the way, um... Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Says that big speech in Terminator, huh? Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. He's face-to-face oh. face with Michael Bean. Yeah, and where he prays to Skynet. <laughs> <laughs> just like... That's what I was thinking of. Damn it. Pe- I was going to say, just like Pedro Serrano in Major League when he prays to Joe Boo. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. It is. It's a speech, yeah. Fuck it basically is. Boo. He's telling us God to fuck themselves. Cause... I do it myself. <laughs> yeah. But uh, then there's a, uh, I'm a wizard, mind you. <laughs> Mako. Good old Mako. And then they turn him into just complete comic relief in the next movie. Ugh. Like, that's if, not, that's not if talking not, about that movie. Like, they had the stupid-ass thief in the second movie. If that wasn't bad enough, and they made uh, Mako comic relief, too. It was just, ugh. One of my favorite scenes is when they uh, gear up to go into the uh, into the snake worshiper. Oh, and they're painting themselves black and white. Yeah, they're painting uh, themselves. That was badass. And then just just music, right? And they're just sneaking in and they're killing everybody. That was really cool. Yeah, Did then, then another... all fucking hell breaks loose. <laughs> 
Yeah, another classic score for that movie. I think I had that. I think I bought the soundtrack at one point. Yeah. Back when there was such thing as CDs. Who did the music for that movie? Basil Palladoris. Ooh, nice. He sounds delicious. <laughs> he probably, sounds delicious. I probably, it's probably like Basil Palladori or something. I don't know. I probably mispronounced his name. I pulled a Travolta there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Adele Dazim. Adele Dazim. <laughs> there we go. Uh, and then James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. So good in that movie. His. Those creepy when, blue eyes. Yeah. <laughs> then I when he well chops his head off at the end is the best. My that was pretty son. graphic. Yeah, he did not see that coming. <laughs> he thought he had him in this, this snake hypnotism thing. Yeah, that the, the very end when he's swinging the, uh, the sensor or whatever around to burn the whole thing down, that was all one take. Like, I think... And originally, he was supposed to actually hurl that all the way up to the second deck to, to where he kills, uh, spoilers, where he kills Thulsa Doom. But instead, it just kind of lands off to the side, but it still managed to set everything on fire. Yeah. So they just went with it. Also, because the whole thing burnt down by then, so there was no point in refilling it. <laughs> yeah, it was the real set that they burned down. <laughs> yeah, so. Ah, uh, oh, that was cool. See, in the director's edition, John Millius added a couple scenes here and there, and it didn't really make the movie better or worse. I could take it or leave it, except for the ending. It's It, it ends on a completely different note, and I like the original better, personally, where he's swinging the scepter. What's well, the origi- difference? The difference is that you know the girl that he, that he was that they set up as bait, and Thulsa Doom was trying to get her back? Yeah, that's the king's daughter. Do- no, who was yeah. that? King's that was, king's that daughter, the king's yeah. daughter, yeah. Uh, she actually goes with Arnold to the temple at the very end, and she's the one kind of distracting the guards, and he starts killing them off, which is, you know, that's fine. That kind of makes sense. But then at, at the end, like, he throws the scepter, the thing goes on fire, and then when he's going down the stairs, she's there, you know, worshipping, oh, Conan's my new master now. And then he's like, no, I'm taking you back to your dad, and he just carries her off into the sunset. Well, the, the only problem is in that version... Um, they actually show what happens to King Osric. Where they, he, there's a scene where he, that they, they cut from the theatrical version where he gets killed, um, basically gets murdered by a bunch of the, the, the cultists. I don't think that's in the movie. I think it's just a bonus feature. Yeah, that is a, a bonus feature. Yeah, yeah, it's not, it never made it into any... Yeah, I think Jeff's right. It never actually made it into any, into any version of the movie. They just, right. Yeah. But so, so there was a couple extra things just kind of tying things up, which, yeah, don't really make anything better at that but, point. Okay, so he... Got, so what Alex was saying, though, he carries her away. Which version is that? Because I don't know which version I've seen. Director's cut. What, how, what's in the original, then? Where he just throws the scepter and the temple lights on fire and then credits. Yeah. Okay. And I think yeah. originally wasn't Arnie the one that was going to do the, the voiceover at the end? <laughs> and they We're switched not, to having it, Mako do it? Yeah. Milius wanted Arnold, but they said you can't understand him. So. <laughs> it is I, his chronicler, who will tell you his story. Mojo Jojo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. R.I.P. Yeah. Mako. So, yeah, that's it on the dog chasing Arnold falling scene. God damn it. Take it away, Scott. What do you got? Okay. Uh, so, I tried to narrow this down to just kind of things that happened at the end of the credits. So, I'm going to start off with Jackie Chan. Uh, God bless him. He, <laughs> Indeed. I, it's... Yeah, for, like literally, God must be blessing him because there's no reason that man should still be alive. Like every, at the end of every one of his movies, they go through all the outtakes, and he almost dies in like three or four of them. He certainly shouldn't be walking around. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he like falls off like 20-story buildings. Like his his nose has been broken more times than, than an MMA fighter. Like it just, like the shit that happens to this guy. And I don't know, that's, that's almost the... the the most entertaining part of his movies is just getting to the end so you can see like all the shit that almost happens to him or does happen to him yeah my favorite was in uh drunken master when he's at the last fight and the he rush he like rushes straight for the bad guy and they're supposed to like kind of walk backwards in unison which is what you see in the movie but in the outtakes he goes a little bit too fast or the other actor like reacts a little bit too late and they just straight on just headbutt each other yeah. Well, that 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 same one, they, he gets knocked into this bed of coals that are on fire, and they they show it, and you're like, okay, like so that was that was all real because he gets out and they like hose him down with some fire extinguisher. 
But then they show him doing a second take of that. Like, <laughs> like we, we weren't happy. We, we didn't feel like uh, you looked like you were burning enough in the first scene, so we're going to have you do it again. Well, I'm like, sure it was Jackie that insisted on a second I, take. I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, he was like, oh, let's do it again. But it was like, uh, the first scene was good enough. Like, it's not like anybody was, like, breaking down laughing or breaking character or anything like that. He just... Just decided to take another swim through some hot coals. Uh, well, it's really gotta... his idea because you know you remember that one. I don't remember the name of the movie, but the one where he he slides down a pole in the uh, in the shopping mall and he burned his hands like second or third degree burns on the palms of his hands in real life. Oh, you know yeah, that one? Yeah, yeah. yeah like they originally they were going to do it and the pole was clean and he's like, no, we should make it look cooler. So it was his idea to cover it in lights. So <laughs> so that's why he burned his hands to death. It was all his idea and they did it in one take. But yeah. Bad injuries. Good old Jackie Chan. I was just watching one of his movies today, and uh, he he did this the stunt where he's on a on a saw saw horse with a saw blade going, and like a guy pulls a board underneath him that slides him forward, and he's like not hooked up to anything, so like he could have literally had like his groin sawn in half. <laughs> she was, yeah. So I I got I got to appreciate the man. It's, it's nice. <laughs> Crossover moment. What's your favorite Jackie Chan movie? Ooh. Who am I? Oh, that's, who am I is good. That's my favorite one. Just because on the strength of the the fight at the very end when he's on the roof, he fights the one guy that's really good at using his fists, and then he fights the other guy that's really good at using his feet. And then he does a bunch of stuff where he like monkeys up the side of a building. But that's in every movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that narrows it down. Yeah. I'm going to say Drunken Master just because he has to get drunk to be good at fighting. Yeah, the drunken boxing is, is pretty entertaining for the most part. Mm-hmm. And that last fight is amazing. He does get set on fire a lot in that movie. By the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I mentioned. I know I mentioned the bed of coals, but like there's a whole scene where the guy's like spinning. Like no, no, he dumps like alcohol on him, and then he's just like throwing like candles. I mean, it was it was weird. Like <laughs> it was, and then like you can see his hands. His hands are like all charred up. Like I'm pretty sure it wasn't makeup. <laughs> nope, Mike. Um, I'm not saying this just because no one said it yet, but. <laughs> But it it is uh, probably my favorite is Rush Hour, and for its entertainment value, but also philosophically, because I think it it took the buddy cop movie to its proper ending. <laughs> <laughs> it killed it. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, that not killed it, but like ended it. Like I mean, I that was I think that was a good buddy cop movie, and and you know if you look at earlier buddy cop movies, and as they continued, they kept kept trying to make them a little more ridiculous. Because what else were they gonna do? This one was really ridiculous, but I liked it. I think they did it right with the first one, anyway. And and I think it was a fun Jackie Chan movie. Don't you ever touch a black man's radio, boy? (laughs) They had good chemistry together. Yeah, they did. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. My name would be just Rumble in the Bronx, only just because of uh, the White Tiger (laughs) scene. White Tiger. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If you haven't seen it in a while, go back and watch it. And I want to see your boss, White Tiger. My boss isn't a white tiger. He looks left, he looks right, looks back at him. Uh, it's cool. <laughs> oh, most of those guys are just stuntmen. I <laughs> Martial know. artists, that's why. <laughs> the the awesome. police chief, he's walking down with a cigar in his hand. Freeze! <laughs> and before he has to put the cigar in his mouth and actually pick up his gun before he can aim it at the guy, <laughs> the guy just blows him away. <laughs> So it actually has nothing to do with Jackie Chan. It just has to do with how bad it is. I forget who said it just now, but the stuntman. That's a good point. That's pretty much Alex said that. the only people doing the acting in those movies are the, are the stunt people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, they do not spend a whole lot on, uh, on A-list talent for this. Nope. <laughs> Our boss is not White Tiger. It adds to the charm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uncle, uncle. Yeah, uncle. <laughs> Jackie's always named Jackie. He always has an uncle, <laughs> or a nephew, or a nephew. Yeah, it's always it's always super weird in these Jackie Chan movies. There's always a like kind of romance angle to it, where <laughs> where, the, where there's some girl that has to be rescued or saved, or whatever. But you you can tell that they're never actually going to work in any of the this typical stuff that happens in action movies. You know, they're never going to bone. I don't think. They ever kiss like if they're holding hands, it's because they're running away from somebody. Like maybe Jack himself is like feels too awkward about it, or they just never. It's never part of the scripts, but they they never do. Like he he never gets the score. Basically, <laughs> of all the action stars, like he's he never gets any. That's <laughs> probably it. He probably is actually not comfortable doing any of that on camera, and because he's Jackie Chan, he can get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, he, he's on. I think he's on record as saying like he doesn't like having uh, the actresses come in there doing their their own stunts, with a couple of exceptions. So he, he's kind of got like that old school. Uh-huh. Yeah, so maybe that's part of it. Chinese yeah. gentleman. Yeah, gentleman of Asia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plus, all his girlfriends in all his movies have some sort of misunderstanding when they where they think Jackie's cheating on him. Yep. <laughs> Which just makes it all the weirder because how can they cheat if they're not even like really dating to begin with? Like, yeah. uh, and he always does that weird like pose where he's squatting and shaking his hands. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to explain. No, it's not what you think. Ah, oh, Jackie. Okay. Uh, next on my list, the end to Super Bad. Just all. This is gonna be a quick one, but all all the dick drawings. Was, Those are gold. That was a perfect way to end that movie. <laughs> That's um, Jacob's favorite part of the movie. <laughs> I'm sure it is. The it just the the movie's hysterical. Um, at least the first time I saw it, and you know it, it kind of would have been disappointing just to go straight to the credits after everything. So yeah, they go through and just show all the dick pictures <laughs> that he that he did. They say like what kind of condition it was, or just no? They like, you just no, said he had a condition where he just couldn't help himself. Yeah, he couldn't help himself. It's like like one out of eight kids does it. It's no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. That movie's awesome. I have to watch it again. It's been a long time. But yeah. I, it's just—it's always on like a Comedy Central or a, like a TNT or something like that where they edited it down. Oh, yeah. You can't, you can't watch it like that. No way. Yeah. I did see a TV edit. It didn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of the funniest lines, though, still you can still say, like, McLovin's bailing. <laughs> where are you, McLovin? When uh, Seth Rogen's puking. It's just beer. <laughs> it's just beer. <laughs> that always kills me. Fast as get alive. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to talk more about Super Bad in the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving along. Moving along. I, you know, with the Jackie Chan stuff. Uh, as I said, I I love love it when they do the outtakes of the end of movies. Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy. Ah, oh, damn it. I was um, going to mention that one. Not, not only the outtakes hilarious, but I mentioned this one because they randomly throw in the outtakes from Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and that that killed me the first time I saw that. Right? It, it makes perfect sense, too, because they're it's basically the same sensibilities, you know, going on in that movie. Um, just Burt Reynolds. <laughs> I, I can only imagine how many takes he'd have to do in all of his movies. Burt Reynolds doesn't strike me as the most professional of actors. Um, yeah, I love that little that, that little tidbit. It's pretty brilliant to throw that in there. Uh, but just some of the other outtakes, though, when he like when he's going through with the the insults. I, 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 shoot, I can't remember what he says. But By like, Odin's raven. Yeah, or the you you're a smelly pirate hooker. I'm, I'm going to shoot you with a BB gun. <laughs> you have Uncle a Jonathan. mouth. <laughs> Uncle Jonathan's corncob pipe. I love that. And then, mm-hmm. right, speaking of Anchorman, did you hear that in Anchorman Two? They're having like a new, like an X-rated version or something. I think it's already out. I think it was only going to be out for a week or something. Yeah. Like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. They're going to have a bunch of stuff. I wish I'd gone to see it because I still haven't seen the, the second one yet. Yeah, me either. Um, did, did Did anybody see it? No. No, not me. Ah, getting too old to go to the movies. Field trip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We just take our mics into the movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> I'd podcast live. Because it works so... Man, I'm I'm afraid to ever try that again after what happened with the Star Wars Christmas special. <laughs> the lost gonna... episode. <laughs> oh, man. Moving along. Moving along. Uh, uh, along. And just to finish up, uh, this goes in line with Superbad, uh, the end of The Hangover. Uh, <laughs> they, go, they go through and show all the photos of what actually happened to them. Yeah, that, that was a very clever way to handle uh, a lot of exposition, a lot of stuff that was kind of hinted at. Because um, they never explained, like, okay, how did, how did they get the police car? How did they... Those aren't lose bloopers, them? though. How could this be part of your list? No, I didn't say it was bloopers. I said random things that happened at the end of movies. Oh, okay. <laughs> just, which is why the Smoking the Bandit made it in there instead of... Not just because of the bloopers, because it had the Smoking the Bandit thing. And Jackie Chan, because he almost dies. <laughs> uh, I really wanted to talk about that. But the, the Hangover, they, they have the photos, and uh, it's brilliant. It was the best part of the second movie, anyways, when they go through the photos again. Cool. So, so that is my list. Uh, Mike, do you want to take a crack at it? Sure. I found a deleted scene I never saw was from Terminator 2. You know how, like, late in the movie, uh, the Terminator starts, like, learning 
more human things like he he remembers to check for the keys under the, the sun visor and uh, yeah and he learns the high five and he that's when he starts copying more crap that john connor teaches him in the final cut of the movie it's uh he just reveals when when Sarah's pulling bullets out of him that his CPU that he just learns by observing humans. But in this, they had a really long cut scene where he says that his CPU, that he gets sent back through time with read only, but you can reset his CPU and it will write to his memory. And they shot this scene and then everything after the movie is where he starts learning. They had to call in um, Linda Hamilton's like twin sister. <laughs> Right, scene. she's actually yeah, in the movie the three times, but I'm guessing that was like the first time she's in the movie beca- uh, that they shot her. Because they, they were right to cut that part. Yeah, I saw it, and it was like, that is really, really long. And when I saw it, I realized if I was watching the movie, that's what I would be thinking about the whole time, rather than the plot. <laughs> well, it doesn't make any sense, though. Like, not, not just from a, a nerd standpoint, that a lot of people watching would have known a little bit more about computers than that. But just the the idea that nothing up to that point, like he had to be learning something, he had to be reacting. Like it doesn't make right. it, that doesn't make any sense to not be able to like have any kind of input there. You're right. There there was already a few points early in the film where he had some newly learned behavior, and so yeah, when you go down that road, it's hard to keep track of with writing. And so on that note, I thought it would be a, a useful time to mention that I uh, met Arnold Schwarzenegger's son and. Went to their house. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, illegitimate or legitimate? Jamie. Legitimate. Oh, uh, oh, 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 why did I not see that coming? His <laughs> oldest son. Does, does he have the Schwarzenegger uh, gap tooth? He kind of does. And when I saw uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, a picture of young Arnold, he looks a lot like his oldest son. Except his oldest son is like 6'2", so he's a lot taller than his dad. <laughs> <laughs> Kooky. And... Uh, yeah, and they never they never paid me. It was like unpaid both times. Ah. What would they pay you to go over to his house? Yeah, okay. It wasn't just to go over, it was for photo. Oh, okay. But... Well, you didn't say that. Uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so back to the twin sister part. Do you remember you guys giving me so much crap at work when I told you guys that? Nope. Nope. Oh, God. <laughs> Eric, I definitely Eric did, and I remember... I'm sure because, Eric would have just on principle. Yeah, yep. that's how they did it, you stupid son of a bitch. You got a twin <laughs> sister, and oh my, and it ridiculed me forever. And then, like, one day, he like, hey, so I saw the special features on Terminator, and uh, you were right. <laughs> oh my god. He admitted you were right? Yeah. <laughs> wow. I told him that he's going to pay for my psychiatry bills that I had since then. <laughs> That twin sister was clutch. That was pretty great. Yeah. Like, yeah. for all three scenes that they used that, it, it let them shoot it a little bit nicer than when you're just using, like, a wig and someone who's the same height. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. for... Yeah, as far as practical effects go, I mean, uh, this is yeah. going to be better than, than having a twin. Because, really, <laughs> how, many, how many actors or actresses have a twin that also doesn't act or whatever that you can just have hang around the set whenever they need these pickup shots? Like, it isn't... Right. Mike Myers. <laughs> Mike Myers? Yeah. Really? Dave Myers. Oscar Myers. <laughs> yeah, well, Danny DeVito does all of Arnold Schwarzenegger's stunts. So. <laughs> Couldn't tell them apart in twins. Oh, no. man, that, oh that's, that's another one that was always on, uh, go, harkening back to last week's crossover moment. Movies that are always on that we always watched was Twins. That was always on Channel 13. Oh, Remember, because they had the special jingle. <laughs> <laughs> well, I see another movie where you can watch two of me. Watch Twins. Yeah, God, God, God bless anybody listening out there that remembers that. We're Whoa. brothers. Identical twins, as you can see. <laughs> uh, I, miss, I miss when the, the smaller stations could do stuff like that. Yeah. You know, it's like these gigantic <laughs> corporations. Uh, moving along, Mike, uh-huh. next one. Oh, uh, no, that's a really stupid one. <laughs> wow just this say episode's it. gone beyond that go for it so yeah. i well i the opening to to uh hot rod they had got got rid of one of their shots for the opening credits which i think was funnier than like any of the other parts from the opening credits i'm sad they cut it, it was he goes to a, a red light and he pulls up in his moped next to a, a guy in a giant chopper and he starts revving his engine 
And the chopper guy gets kind of like pissed about it and keeps revving it louder and louder. And Rod keeps trying harder and harder. And they're, they're, you can tell that, because, especially because this is the, uh, the deleted scene, they aren't doing any effects on it. You get the real audio, so you hear the really, really crappy moped engine squealing. It's pretty funny. <laughs> and then I noticed with, with all these deleted scenes I kept looking at, at first, I was wondering, like, why is it, like, other than, other than just not doing, you know, post and not doing color correction and stuff, I was wondering, like, why is it that so many deleted scenes look kind of bad? And I was saying, oh, it's cinematography and stuff. And then I noticed the big thing is usually they're just picking one camera. It's like the producers, they aren't even going through the effort of, of getting the, pulling the footage shot from the other angles. And they just saw the us, first one and just said, eh. Yeah, they're just like, eh, most of the time. Sometimes they do, they, they do us a solid and... And uh, I, spend the ten minutes. They're not going to take very long. I, I'd have to imagine like there, there just has to be miles and miles of footage. Oh yeah. Not not that anything's actual in actual film anymore, but uh, of other stuff where it just gets cut right right off the bat, regardless of how much time and energy went into. That's true. Any give and take. I'm, I, and so I guess in the ca- in the case of the ones where it actually looks kind of nice, I'm guessing that's one where they actually did take the time to piece it together, and then cut it from the from the final movie. Otherwise, yeah, when it's a single camera, it looks like it's, a, it's shot in the 50s. <laughs> and then you notice that some of these actors, their timing is really terrible, and it's the editing that saves it. <laughs> oh, we know all about that. Mm-hmm. You're welcome, guys. Moving along. You got any more, Mike? No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Good answer. I guess it's my turn then. Um, so this is a stupid topic. I'll say that right off the top. Come on. Great movie, a stupid topic. I just did bonus features from DVDs that I liked. <laughs> Since why in the hell not? Because Conan is my is my favorite all around. Like commentary, the outtakes is my favorite one. So that's what made me think of this. So Conan Barbarian, number one. Number two, this is Spinal Tap. Oh if my gosh! You don't have that. The commentary on there is the best commentary ever. It's all <laughs> done in character. Oh my gosh. And it's a second movie. It's just really they're watching the movie and talking about how they they were looked they were made to look bad and how everything was taken out of context and you know <laughs> you know like they got lost trying to find the stage but they weren't the only ones you know the people who tried to blow up the building later on couldn't find the place to blow it up from so it wasn't just them <laughs> and it is genius so if you have if you haven't seen it see it and then just yeah my list is gonna be quick too. The Abyss actually has a really good set of features on it. Oh, it's got this really is fantastic, good... yeah. Yeah, we're gonna have to do that movie one of these days. But the, there's a nice, like, hour-long documentary or whatever, and it's oh, pretty I cool. saw that in film school. That was depressing. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just filming. This is before CGI. I mean, that was actually one of the first movies that actually had any CGI in it, right? That yeah. water. Yeah, I mean, like the very first was Tron, but the, but for like modern CGI, it was it was pioneered in the Abyss. Yeah, it was kind of the precursor to the T one thousand. Yeah, you know, it was like James Cameron is the one who's kind of taking these things, but but it was all filmed in the giant nuclear cooling Water tower. Yeah, yep. <laughs> so really cool. Check it out if you haven't seen it. Um, uh, my list reset. Shiest. Um, well, let me let me jump in here real quick. Okay. Just, I got a bitch about uh, commentary. Uh, it's sometimes it's really good, like with, with Spinal Tap or uh, with the, the Conan with the Conan oh, one. UHF was good, yeah. With, with the Conan one, just because Arnie's crazy. But I always hate <laughs> when they they go through and do it just as a you know, going through the motions, just so we can say that there's commentary on here. Yeah. Or or even worse, where they they don't explain the commentary at all, how it's set up. So they'll get the actors that were in the movie, but they'll have they record them separately, and they'll just cut them all together. As if they're in the same room together, even though you can clearly tell that like they're not on the same page with what's going on on screen. Like perfect example, of this would have been uh, for Resident Evil Two. I, I was really bored. Um, <laughs> so, so you get Mila Jovovich and Oded Fair um, in one studio, and then you get uh, the woman playing Jill, uh, Sienna Guillory, in another one. But they never say that they're actually in separate ones. So it starts off, and Mila's talking about how she just went shopping on Rodeo Drive, even though there's stuff going on during the movie. Like, she, like she could not have cared less about being there. Then it cuts over to, to Sienna Guillory, and she's all serious. Oh, you know, I wanted 
you know, Jill to be the strong woman, and I, I did all this uh, research, and I worked out, and, you know, went to a gun range and all this stuff, and then he goes back to Mila, just talking about, oh, man, my hair looks so good there. Like, it just, like, <laughs> like, it was just, didn't add anything. Um, I hate when they when they do that, uh, so, uh, anyways. I hate, no, I hate when they sit there and they just blow at each other the whole time. Oh, you're so good in this scene. Oh, no, but it was because of your writing. Oh, no, it was because of his directing. Like, just shut up and, I don't know. Yeah, talk about I the think, movie, damn it. Speaking of which, I think just loaded with features, the Lord of the Rings. You know movies. what else is loaded oh, with man. features? What? What is loaded with features, Alex? You started it. Oh, I yeah, there was that, that one movie. Uh, yeah, it had weapons. Okay. And yeah. it was loaded with features. Uh, Charlie Sheen uh, had a cameo in it, I think. Emilio uh, Sheen. Uh, Emilio Sheen. Sam Jackson was in it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I had uh, no idea. What, what was it called? Uh, Help us out here, guys. Mike, I don't know. Jeff. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> Keep, carry Charlie, on. Charlie Sheen had a cameo. Samuel Jackson was in it. Yeah, I think it was a National Lampoon movie. Uh, Mike, don't say anything more. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to trick you. It was really loaded. It was with, a weapon with weapons. <laughs> One. <laughs> oh. Close enough. Let's go. <laughs> Fucking retarded. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> anyway, I hope the Lord of the Rings DVDs are awesome. <laughs> if you haven't watched the Lord of the Ring DVDs, watch them. There's like 12 hours of bonus. There is like four different commentaries per movie. You know, you have like the director, producer, or the director, writer one. You have the producer one. You have the special effects one, and you have the actor one. And they all are. You can at least it seems like they're all in the same. You know, each group is in the same room and everything, and really good. And then just tons of bonus footage. Just it's like a whole documentary, geographic stuff. Yeah, they're going over the history of Tolkien, the history of this and that. So, if you guys haven't done it, listen to that or watch it. Go for it. Um. I haven't done the Hobbit one. I don't know if it's any good, but the movie itself isn't as good, so I don't know how the special features are on those. Have you guys heard them? Watched mm-hmm. them? No, have not. I, I have seen a lot of photos from around the set of Martin Freeman, where every time whoever like the the uh, I cannot do it, Mister Wayne. <laughs> every time the biographer is falling around, uh, uh, Samuel Jackson. He's he's constantly. You mean Lawrence Fishburne? He's constantly flipping <laughs> off the camera. Yo, yeah, yeah. It's pretty hilarious. Yeah, I saw that. Um, all right, wrapping up here, just go figure. I'm going to mention Star Wars. There's a nice long documentary on one of the DVDs. I don't know. They had so many goddamn releases, but one of them was really cool. The Empire of Dreams, I think, is the documentary. Pretty cool. Um, Jaws is a great DVD with bonus features. I don't think there's a commentary, but once again, good documentaries. And then finally, any Kevin Smith movie, he always loads his stuff with good commentary and documentaries and stuff. So... Uh, Mallrats, I think, was a classic commentary with them all in there. Even his original Clerks. I think, yeah, Clerks. I mean, that movie wasn't even out in anywhere. And he was filming Mallrats, and he's recording the commentary. So he's always been big on the bonus features and stuff. Because I believe he was an old Laserdisc guy, and he always appreciated that. So Hey, he's one of the things I like about Kevin Smith is he just seems like a like a regular just fan of film. Exactly. So it makes sense that he would... You know, abuse his powers to like get all this extra stuff in there because he thought it was cool. <laughs> yeah, totally. So that's it. If you have to listen, to, if you have to go to two special features, I would go to Spinal Tap and Conan. That's my special of the day. Features. Yes. Beer break. <laughs> Beer break. And we're back. Oh man. Oh man, Alex. I think let's. Uh, Jeff had any more? I think your no, list done. needs to be finished. I'm done. All right. Well, I did my list on uh, like blooper reels and stuff that are in a lot of um, DVDs extras nowadays. One that I haven't seen on DVDs, but th- there was actually an episode where they showed a bunch of bloopers was in uh, in Seinfeld when <laughs> they showed a blooper from the episode where Kramer tries to sue the tobacco company but the smoke is affecting the, uh, his face and how he looks. 
<laughs> and for the first time, he walks out of his apartment and he goes over to Jerry's. <laughs> Jerry can't believe it. He's like, look at yourself. <laughs> and Kramer just goes, look away, I'm hideous. And Jerry just cannot take it. He just laughs at every take, no matter what <laughs> Michael Richards does. Um, yeah, it's pretty funny. It seems like Seinfeld's barely keeping it together most of the time. Yeah, he's the Jimmy Fallon of sitcoms. <laughs> um, in Star- but he's funny. He is funny. In Star Trek, uh, the newest uh, updated, rebooted movie, there's actually a scene that was cut out towards the beginning that explained something that was kind of a mystery when you watch the movie normally. And it kind of slowed down the movie a little bit, so I get why they cut it out, but... Did they talk about how Kirk had space herpes? <laughs> <laughs> and he had to take space penicillin afterwards. Yep. Um, it was Kirk. They He had a scene at the farmhouse where he was living, and he he was actually talking with his brother, and they were talking about the situation at home and how he his, brother, his older brother was going to run away because he couldn't take their uncle anymore. He was uh, their guardian. He was... He was taking care of them while their mom was off planet, and that's right after that. That's when Kirk like steals uh, what was it sixty seven Mustang that that had Beastie Boys programmed into the dash. <laughs> yeah, and he was driving down the street, and in the movie you see Kirk just firing down the street, and then he waves to a kid, and you know who's walking down the road, and that's his brother. You d- you don't really get that from the movie, right? So, <laughs> so that was like, uh, like Rodney Bingenheimer, <laughs> like, yeah, all right, <laughs> all right. <laughs> That's well, brother playing at the troubadour. Knowing that background information doesn't change the scene one bit, so I can see why they cut it. Yeah, the Bengals. But, yeah. Every, every When I watched the movie, I was like, who the hell is he waving at? Is his buddy or something? I don't know. It always kind of bugged me until I watched that scene. So Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, I thought he was just an attention whore at that point. Just like, look at me. <laughs> hey, So I guess, I guess it is interesting <laughs> that they decided just to cut that whole side story. Because I don't think they ever mentioned that he's a brother again. Yeah, they don't. So that kid's out of a job. Uh, some other really great blooper reels. That they Wait, have. how does he have a brother? His dad dies like when he's born. That's their second kid, maybe. Yeah, well, the, with a different dad? Yeah, maybe. I mean, Kirk's the second kid? Well, the kid was the same age. He was younger. What? This is whole bullshit. No, the kid that was running away was older, so Kirk might have been their oh. second kid. Also, oh, also was, his dad was Thor, so he probably yeah. survived. He probably did survive. Yeah, why didn't Thor just go and kill Eric Thor. Batman? Anyway. anyway. <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> liar, liar has like a great like blooper reel at the end of the movies which that was is, so good it's yeah it's really good and then they play pranks and on uh jim carrey and vice versa it's it's pretty awesome the claw <laughs> carrie always <laughs> it's the claw <laughs> <laughs> oh he's so good in that movie it's just the i didn't he doesn't really do anything wrong but he's the bad guy for some reason <laughs> it's it's like that trope where they uh and this happens a lot in romantic comedies where the woman wants to leave her current boyfriend for the new guy. And that guy is a complete asshole because he has asthma. Or, <laughs> yeah. or, or she has to leave him because he's a Republican. Like, there's. Well, well I can actually see that. But, anyways, oh. the zing. But the. Yeah, there's always some bullshit. Like, well, there's really nothing that wrong with them. They're just not the, the guy they want to bone. So, can can mm-hmm. can I point out that one movie took that ev- even worse was The Notebook because her fiance dude had he nothing. Like a warrior, wrong with yeah, him. he was like a war hero too. Right? He was he was a perfect gentleman. He loved her to death. He was only good to her. He wasn't like they never even took the opportunity to show that he's like abusive or he's cheating on her or he has asthma. <laughs> <laughs> and. The the guy the the main guy that she leaves him for, they never get along. He takes her her flower and all of these things, and it's like, yeah, I mean, sure, who cares? I mean, she 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 picks who she wants, but they really fail at making the fiance guy look like the bad pick. <laughs> yeah, 
She saw X Men and she's like, Whoa, you're Cyclops? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's very possible. Anyways. Ryan Gosling. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh let's see. Another classic movie that has a really, really good blooper reel is uh, Back to the Future. If you guys haven't seen it, it's it's really good. I've seen the movie. 1.21 gigawatts! <laughs> Finally, uh, Saturday Night Live, the... <laughs> Are you going to say Mr. Poop? No. <laughs> oh, because <laughs> we is hilarious. <laughs> But the Saturday Night Live showcasing Will Ferrell... Oh, that one is great. ...is phenomenal. And during rehearsal at SNL, they have a lot of skits that, that don't actually make it to air, but they still film them. And one of them was the Gus Chiggins <laughs> episode, <laughs> the skit. Gus Chiggins! <laughs> they're, they're having... I'd look out for coyotes <laughs> if I were ye. <laughs> There's, all the characters are supposed to be like uh, army soldiers, and they're in Iraq, and they're going to storm like uh, high-value uh, high targets like Dan or something, and they're all getting ready. And everybody's very serious. For some reason, they have an old-time, like, 1940s prospector on their team. <laughs> and that's played by Will Ferrell, which is, which is hilarious. And it, it is a really funny, hilarious skit, which is probably why, you know, SNL decided not to use it. Whoa! Uh, <laughs> cinnamon and biscuits! <laughs> oh, peaches! But yeah, if you can... Get your hands on the DVD or something. Just, I'm sure it's online. Also, just check out the Gus Chiggins skit, or just the the uh, Will Ferrell outtakes from SNL in general. Yeah, it's phenomenal. That one also has the Doctor Poop, the <laughs> yeah. daughter's missing or whatever. And he, I can't find your daughter, but that'll cost you five thousand yeah. dollars. But I can do the robot. <laughs> <laughs> that'll that'll be five thousand dollars. <laughs> Hello, my name is Doctor Poop. <laughs> yeah. Tim Meadows. Uh, and everything, really, any outtakes from just Will Ferrell movies, like, I didn't mention it on my list because I actually looked it up on the internet, but the Step Brothers gag reel is insanely hilarious. I recommend it. And that's my list. Didn't one of those, I don't know if it's, if it's uh, Will Ferrell or if it's, maybe I'm thinking of um, Owen Wilson and um, the other guy. Did they did a commentary for one of their movies, but they're not even talking about their movie. They're talking about they're doing commentary for a totally different movie. <laughs> like I want to say it's Wedding Singers or Wedding Crashers. Yeah, sorry, Wedding Crashers, something like that, where they're doing a commentary for a completely different movie during the commentary for their movie. I don't know which one. I've heard about it. I've never I remember actually... hearing that too. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that sounds awesome. <laughs> we need to find that out. That's that's going to be life changing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, anything else on this awesome topic? All right, let's move on to Neum News. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right, oh, excuse me. <laughs> Ear burp. Um, so I don't have a, only a couple small things. Um, I don't know if, maybe this is already a couple weeks old, but I guess they cast the one of the villains in the new Star Wars movie. I don't know if you guys heard about that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I, know. Adam don't Driver. Yeah, Adam Driver. No idea who he is. He's from some HBO show. Girls. Minnie, Minnie's brother. Could be, <laughs> or Screw's brother. He's he's um, kind of weird looking. So. Stupid. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Minnie was cool though. Well yeah. She's a real oh. person. Oh, I'm sure there's a real Screw out there. Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> Scrooge <Goddamn>. Murray. <laughs> Scrooge Driver. Um, so anyway, just thought I'd bring that up since we missed it. Uh, I saw the new Sin City trailer. I don't know if you guys like that. Oh, the, the original I, movie. I, I, yeah. I liked it a lot. I didn't know that the, that was coming out this year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's coming this year, but there's definitely a trailer out Sin City 2. It looks, I mean, you don't get much from it just other than it visually looks awesome. Was there any, um, Marv stuff in it? Yes, I believe so. Okay. Cause that, that's what made the movie for me was the... I believe with Marv. That's the big dude, right? The... Yeah, that was um, oh, I can't do him. Mickey Rourke, thank you. Yeah, yeah that, <laughs> Mickey Rourke was born to play that role. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I believe it's him. him. I believe it's him, but it's a lot of stuff in the dark, so maybe it's not. So I don't know. And then just want to 
there's the new show coming out. The re- they're rebooting Cosmos, the Carl Sagan thing from way oh, back yeah. in the day. I'm excited about that. And that it's with um, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yes. Exactly, Neil deGrasse Tyson, who is one of my favorite podcasts that I listen to, Star Talk. Um, so I don't know if you guys are into that stuff, but it's pretty cool. The original and the new one starting this Sunday. So oh, cool. set your DVRs, kids. Learn some science. <laughs> and that's all I got. Scott. Okay, so the Oscars were last weekend. Um, it, and just, it, it's kind of a weird thing for me because I don't really put that much stock into it, but I do enjoy watching that, the, the Oscars. I don't watch any of the other Golden Globes or whatever. Um, but you do watch those. I don't know why uh, I, I enjoy watching it. I did anyway, Nadine. Yeah. So uh, Gravity cleaned up on the technical awards as well as it should have. I've, I forget who's seen it and who hasn't. I saw it. Yeah, me too. Okay. Me three. Yeah. So, like, from a from a technical standpoint, it was absolutely brilliant. I I don't want to use like buzzwords like game changer, but I think it, that movie kind of was. I think it kind of set the standard for the the big blockbuster. You know what you can achieve with special effects and just making stuff look good. Uh, and then because of that, uh, Alfonso Cuarón took home best director, and again, I think again rightfully so. I've heard people complain about the story and whatnot, but I think they're kind of missing the point of the movie, um, where it's just so visceral with with how just everything's flowing around the whole movie, um, and it looks like I think Neil deGrasse Tyson actually pokes some holes in it. That's to bring that back around. <laughs> well, he pointed out that he only addressed it because they otherwise did it so well. He said most okay. movies do it so poorly that he doesn't even bother addressing it at all. You could tell an enormous amount of uh, attention was paid to the. To all the details in that movie. Yeah, and the other guy says, uh, like, you don't float in space. <laughs> <laughs> That's stupid. Yeah, yeah Louis C.K. has a little, his little audio clip of him, like, on a talk show talking about <laughs> just how, yeah, it's visually great, just how stupid some of the stuff is in the movie. How there's, how she's a reluctant astronaut. Like, nobody is a reluctant astronaut. Yeah. Like, you're the best of 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 the best. And even then, you're not going to make it. Yeah, so probably not going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so he had some pretty hilarious stuff in there, but you're right. I mean, the whole point is it's a visual spectacular thing, but if you do start, you know, I remember the whole time going, eh, but I liked it at the same time. I loved it. I don't know if it works on a TV screen. Like, yeah, you know. that's, that's the, the first movie that I've ever seen in IMAX and 3d where I wasn't annoyed by the IMAX and the 3d. Um, I'm usually just happy seeing in a regular big theater, but that I think that movie definitely loses something by not having it up on the big screen. So I, yeah, I, like you said, I don't think it translates as well to to home theater. So yeah, uh, not not really news, but uh, just a couple of reviews on some movies that I saw um, over the weekend. I, uh, I I talked about it earlier, but I saw Arnie's Last Stand, uh, and I, I liked it. Yeah, uh, see, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was a kind of a good return to form for him, um, and just just on the whole, uh, the movie um, was was still pretty dumb, but it it had a, uh, a level of violence that I think is requisite to a good action movie. Um, they didn't PG it up or PG thirteen it up, which I appreciate. Uh, yeah, the, the the action was fun, the the pacing was good on it, which brings me to the other movie that I saw, A Good Day to Die Hard. <laughs> Why'd you watch that? Which was also because it's like on the bottom of my DVR list, and it's going to be a race soon. The um, like again that like Last Stand was dumb, but Good Day to Die Hard was just dumb as hell. And this is <laughs> and that's comparing to Last Stand, where they they have some of the dumbest shit I've ever seen in a movie. By the way, um, uh, like in, in the Last Stand, so just kind of do a side by side here. In the Last Stand, they're they're driving some super Porsche and whenever the guy puts it into like seventh gear or whatever it is, he, he like leans back in the seat like he's in a fucking rocket car. Or, <laughs> it's, or it's, on a star tour. Hello. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty hilarious. And then there's um spoilers, there's a chase at the end in a cornfield where they can't hear their cars which are like they're fucking like sports cars. They're like the noisiest things on the road and they can't hear each other in the in the cornfield. Um anyways, um good day to die hard was just bad. Which is bad, bad, bad. For starters, they did the the blue wash on the movie, which I hate. I don't know how else to describe it, but they do it a, like uh, in traffic. Well, in traffic, there was a point to it though. Yeah, I know. Blue but... to the yellow. 
Yeah, it was just kind of this washed like out. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of visually, it was just kind of washed out. Um, the, the whole movie looked like like a cutscene for Call of Duty, like that same kind of <laughs> like, the same kind of brown and gray, like in these like broken down buildings, and they're supposed to be in Moscow, but they barely even show Moscow. It's just like all on some big set somewhere. Like just the the dialogue was atrocious. He keeps saying throughout the movie, "Oh, I'm on a vacation." I'm on my vacation. Like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? Like, when you say it the fifth time, is it supposed to be funny? It's just... And that's not even why he's there. He's not actually there on a vacation. And just the the violence was PG-13 down. You know, people were getting shot left, right, and center, but they just get hit and fall over like they were playing war. But you said, like, they're supposed to be in Russia and they, you know, a little back lot. That reminds me of Jason Takes Manhattan. When was the last time you guys saw that movie? <laughs> I never saw that long, movie. It's a long time, but it's worth watching. Uh, yeah, Manhattan is like it's stock footage somewhere. And other than that, <laughs> it's built in the like, alley. They're like on a boat somewhere, right? Yeah, ninety percent of the movie is on a boat, and when they finally get <laughs> in Manhattan, it's just some city somewhere. And then just every once in a while, they cut to stock footage of like <laughs> skyline or something <laughs> of New York. And then Jason off. dies in the sewer, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Spo- wait, spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah, come oh, on. Yeah. Wait, we, we can edit that, right? Okay, spoilers. Jason dies in the sewer, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he stays dead, right? He turns into a little boy at the end. He turns back into, um, whatever, what's his real name? Warhees. Jake Lloyd. Jason. Jake Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, yeah, good day to die hard. There was... You have no one to blame but yourself for watching that crap. Yeah, there was a, there was a twist. That you could like the plot twist you could see coming from a mile away, and it's just bad. I don't watch it, people. <laughs> just saying, watch The Last Stand. Don't watch A Good Day to Die Hard, and that's my news. <laughs> <laughs> that's your news, Mike. You got anything? Any uh, news? I I didn't know that I was going to be going to be called upon. <laughs> I can job. tell you what I watched yesterday. <laughs> what did you watch yesterday? I watched the the Borrower Arietti from Studio Ghibli for the first okay. time. That was oh, fun. Yeah. I'm. Uh, I'll keep it short because I wasn't prepared. But I'm not a. Um, what's it called? I like Studio Ghibli, but I'm not one of the people that like loves them unconditionally. I think some of their movies are boring, but this was this was a good one. I'd give it a seven and a half, probably maybe an eight out of twenty. Okay. So it's pretty solid. Good movie. Yeah. Cool. That, that, that actually, uh, real quick, brings me back to the Oscars. They had um, instead of the usual musical numbers, they had a bunch of montages, which I approve of. Which uh, had more montages, but. Uh, they did a big animation montage where the point was heroes, I guess. It was kind of vague. Um, but they only showed DreamWorks and Disney movies. What like, the like, hell? It was, like, ridiculous. There was nothing in there from from Fox, none of the Don Blue stuff. I don't think there was any Warner Brothers. Bridge the Cat was uh, in there? No. Just, <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I could see that without, without the hero stuff. But uh, it's just, I don't know. Like, maybe... Most people didn't even notice, but yeah, it was just all, you know, like Shrek and then Kung Fu Panda and then all the Disney ones. And there's nothing in there from anything else for, other than those two big studios. Yeah, that sucks. That's got to make all those other people feel really good about themselves. Yeah. Well, <laughs> to be fair, like right now, they're it. It's DreamWorks and Disney. There's not yeah. really anything else. It. That's true. That's true. Uh, I don't know. It's still, like a... But it was like the history of film, though. It was just... Oh, okay. It's kind of a shitty thing to do. Speaking yeah, of there Dom- you go. Speaking of Don Bluth, did he do American Tale or no? Yes, yeah. that was him. Did you see that there's a there's like footage of a, a penis like in Fievel's mouth and like like one frame of scene? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like all of a sudden, and it's like the most juvenile like cock and balls you'd see drawn on a bathroom. And it just like shows up and it's like right in his mouth, and then it goes away. <laughs> Look it up. Look it up. Fievel goes wet. I think it's yeah, not American Tale, but the second one. Whatever that one's called. Awesome. Uh, Five Goes West, yeah. I think that's what it is, yeah. God, God bless animators. Because <laughs> yeah. like, mm-hmm. like, like, you're just sitting over that, that cell or whatever. Well, not anymore, probably. But you're sitting over that cell for days on end. Like, you just, Eventually, you're just going to be overcome with the urge to draw a penis somewhere. <laughs> or flash some badge or booby on female yeah. characters. Anyways, so Anyways. That, that, was, that was it for you, Mike, right? Yeah, I think. All right, Alex. Got a juicy little tidbit. Yeah, I like to hear. Yeah. Obsidian Entertainment has just released South Park, The Stick of Truth. Go buy it, everybody. I heard it's getting uh, really good reviews. Yeah, it is. It's a good game. 
I was forced to watch that ad earlier today when I was trying to watch a video online. <laughs> yeah. So I got to see it, and I was thinking of you. <laughs> oh, thank you. No problem. But yeah, the game is great. It was a pain in the ass to make, and uh, it turned out very well. Go buy it. <laughs> Go buy it right now while it's sixty dollars. Don't wait until it's like on sale. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid Steam. I'm sorry, Steam. I love you. All right. Any other news, Alex? Nope, that's it. So I guess that wraps up this week. Um, but before we leave, we're going to talk about our topic for next week. And it is my turn. So I'm going to talk about... Oh, you guys are going to talk about. But I'm going to talk about Tommy Boy. Okay. Oh, decided, yeah. Decided to do a comedy here. And the scene that I want to talk about is the scene where he gets into a, they get into a fight. And then they're in the little diner afterwards. You know, I got up. I have a mark here or here, but right here. <laughs> and that's the whole, you know, Tommy want wingy and all that stuff. So awesome. be prepared to talk about that. I don't know what you're going to relate it to other than like, since it's a Farley, um, what the hell is the other guy? Spade movie. You can talk about like two actors that always work together or something. I don't know. Come up with your own list. I ain't doing your job for you. Um, <laughs> and that's it. Um, I'd like to thank Mike for joining us. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, thanks. I'm so motivated by Jeff's speech at the end there. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. See you all next week. All right. I guess that wraps up this week. Um... This episode, so but Jeff. before we leave, what? What are we talking about next week? I know I'm getting there. God oh, damn okay. it, Alex! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Landon. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>